Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Under the watchful gaze of crumbling marble saints and baby-faced cherubs, you hurry down a path lined with mausoleums. You pass crops of headstones glinting in the moonlight each engraved with the Cliff Notes version of a dead person's life. You practically run past sunken graves and dying bouquets of flowers, hoping upon hope that the sound you hear is just the wind, and trying to shake the feeling that something is following close on your heels. All right, so maybe you've never taken a midnight shortcut through the local cemetery. But if you have ever set foot in a graveyard, you've likely felt a hint of the fear and uneasiness that is their legacy. Maybe you were attending a family funeral, touring historic graveyards, or simply fleeing flying silver spheres. Whatever your reason for strolling amongst the tombstones, you probably felt something noteworthy about the experience, 
as something different from all the other spaces and places that fill our lives. After all, graveyards are the final resting place for many of our dead, and people say their last goodbyes there, sometimes returning year after year to leave flowers or say a few words. No matter where you travel in the world, cemeteries often are silent and solemn settings. Whether the grounds are finely manicured or left to the weeds, graveyards exist as the place where the living contemplate the mysteries, traumas, and heartbreaks associated with death. But why are so many people so spooked out by graveyards? Is it the thought of all those decaying bodies under the dirt, or the idea of a bony arm emerging from the soil to grab your ankle? Or is it something deeper? To answer that, we'll have to travel to a place full of dark secrets and hidden skeletons, the human brain. To us humans, graveyards represent the mystery and the outrage of mortality. Like it or not, we're all gonna die. You may think you've accepted that fact, but it's an issue humanity has struggled with for as long as there's been humanity. Unable to avoid it, we've tried to figure out what lies beyond its doors. Will we haunt this world, live forever in another, be reincarnated, or simply cease to exist? We've pined for understanding in the shadows of the pyramids and stared into the blinking eyes of guillotined heads, hoping to glimpse something other than the emptiness of non-existence. Biologically, fear exists as a response to stimuli that threatens our survival as a species. We're programmed to fight or to run from anything that might cause death, and we approach death itself with the same attitude. We flee from it every day by distancing it from our thoughts and lives. In many parts of the world, we've handed the duties of interring the dead over to religious or mortuary professionals, thus limiting our personal intimacy with death. Fighting death is trickier. To avoid staring down mortality, we often redefine what death is. We choose to see dying not as something our bodies eventually do, but something that eventually happens to our bodies. We cast ourselves as the victim of death, which is the reason grim reapers and other death-dealing spirits permeate world beliefs. If death is a natural counterpart to life, there's nothing we can do about it in the end. But if it's something inflicted on us by an outside force or being, then perhaps we have a fighting chance. Modern society often sets aside the angel of death and instead chooses to practice what sociologist Zygmunt Bauman called the deconstruction of mortality. That is, we break down the insurmountable mystery of death into smaller pieces that we can digest easily, uh, biological functions, diseases, and mental dysfunctions. If prayer or bribing the reaper doesn't work, maybe multiple organ transplants will. But though you can pray and philosophize about death all you want, it's still going to happen. Disposing of a body isn't technically difficult. You can bury it in the forest, cremate it, or just leave it out for vultures, a rite that Zoroastrians in India still practice. Not only are these methods cheaper than buying a fancy casket and obtaining a plot in the local cemetery, but they also allow the environment to reclaim the decaying organic matter faster. The use of stone mausoleums, coffins, and embalming procedures only slows down natural decomposition. Some of these procedures are based in religious beliefs that the dead may need their bodies down the line. 
But these procedures aren't entirely about the dead. They're also about the living. A funeral is the last rite of passage we can take a loved one through. Uh, The same way that a prom or quinceanera or bar mitzvah is a rite of passage, so is a funeral. And at funerals, we generally do our best to stave off some of the unsightly properties of death for our own sakes. And we build tombstones and monuments to serve as long-lasting markers of the life that was. A cemetery stonework also serves to encourage a sacred atmosphere, enforcing notions of afterlife and further establishing the site as a kind of sacred ground between life and death. Humans instinctively fear death. Yet we work hard to maintain hallowed spaces where the dead are memorialized and at least partially preserved. On top of that, we have religions heaped full of resurrection prophecies and thousands of years' worth of superstitions, folktales, and ghost stories. We're constantly repressing our feelings about death or magnifying them to tremendous proportions. Maybe you avoid cemeteries and nursing homes, or maybe you actively try to speak to the dead through a psychic medium. Both cases are somewhat avoiding the real, plain relationship that exists between life and death. All that is to say that we humans have poured a lot of sacrament, superstition, and fear into our graveyards, which makes for quite a powerful atmosphere. Graves have long been a frequent haunt of legendary and mythical creatures. Sometimes they're spirits of the dead, other times nefarious beings who like to hang out near the dead, like ghouls. In extreme cases, people may experience coemetrophobia, the fear of graveyards. The condition involves a heightened anxiety of graveyards that actively interferes with a person's life. Like other phobias, therapy can help patients cope with and overcome the fear. Because, for the most part, the only things you really have to fear in graveyards are collapsing tombstones or falling branches. And besides that, living, breathing humans are responsible for more graveyard assaults than all the vampires, zombies, and ghouls combined. Today's episode is based on the article, What Makes Graveyards Scary? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Robert Lamb. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts.